When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. Right now, it's me and CB Gold. CB the intern is here. Uh, we're waiting on comedian Jason Andor. As we got a stack show today, we have Eddie Alvarez, as well as David the Bulldog Mashoud. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with short-term focus goal, for coaching, or long-term career management. Among other services, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure your needs fall into their realm of expertise? Only one way to find out. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Also, Decipher Life, D-I-Cipher Life is their newly released audiobook. It's now available for download. If you want to truly make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download a Decipher Life from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website on decipher.com. I recommend this book for everybody. It's fucking hilarious. It has some truly honest insight to everyday problems we all face. And it's an audio form. You can listen anywhere. Check it out today. That's di-cipher.com. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. They entertain us every single week. I mean, think about it. This week we had Bellator. We had World Series of Fighting. We had the UFC. Next week we have the UFC and Bellator again. Then we have UFC, what is it, 196. Uh, I'm telling you, it's so fucking entertaining. I love it. I can't get enough. These fighters need to be making more money. Go to tipafighter.com, tipafighter.com, where you can personally tip the fighters. Ashley Evans-Smith won yesterday. She's a member of tipafighter.com. You can still give her money. She was hurt pretty bad in the first, came back, won that fight, showed exceptional heart. So, uh, how's, how's, how am I doing? I'm doing all right, guys. I had, uh, I had two shows at the Comedy Magic Club this week. It's hard, that club, because you got to be really clean. You got to be like super, super clean. Uh, it's one of those, and I, I never really feel that comfortable when I have to be clean. It's one thing if I want to be clean, but uh, but it's good. It's good. Uh, it's like it's, uh, Rich Voss said, being a good comic is like being a good point guard. You got to be able to adjust to everything. So that was really good. Then I had a show at the Haha on Friday night. We saw you, CB. It was me, Tyler, and Greg. It was the MMA Roasted Crew, and you got recognized. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was cool. We had some fans of the podcast there, and they knew all the comedians. And then after the show, they're like, wait a second. Are you psycho? Like, yeah, that's, that's me. I guess that's my uh, public tag now. It was it was cool, man. I'm, I'm very happy that people are starting to kind of recognize me and talk to me and whatnot. I, I take a lot of pride in doing this podcast. Uh, well, we love having you, man. You are... You are uh... Yeah, you know, you're one of those guys that you you were you were a fan of the show. You came to my shows. I, I got to know you. I liked you, and you know more than anybody I know. So it's an honor to have you um, on the show. Uh, what else? And then I did a show at, at another comedy club, and it's one of those things where, like, I thought I had a great set. Everyone was laughing, and then one person complained that I 
had too many vagina jokes. And, and then I had to hear from the booker, like, hey, man, it was a good show. But one person, I'm like, look, it's so frustrating. I cannot wait to get to the point where I'm bringing in the entire crowd. I can't wait to get to that point where it's like nobody could say shit. Nobody could tell Joe Rogan how to do his act or, or, or Louis C.K. or some of these bigger comics or Kevin Hart. Obviously, I don't know if I'll ever get there. Hopefully, I will. I'm trying my damn fucking hardest and all those guys started somewhere. But that's a great place to be where you bring the crowd because until then, I always have to fucking feel like ugh on eggshells. But it was. I still had good times. Everyone liked it. I did a benefit show last night. It was fun, but only ten people shut up for this benefit. I go. This benefit needs a benefit. Uh, <laughs> that was that was actually kind of funny. Uh, my friend Jason's coming in. I, what sucks is uh, not doesn't suck, but the show I'm on March 29th on Oxygen. It got the shoot, we're still shooting it. So I was supposed to get ACL surgery today, and then now that got pushed to April. So, God, does that suck, because I was so looking forward to ACL surgery, and now it's going to be April, so I still can't, you know, the thing with, with my leg, I can still run and lift, but I can't do anything, any no lateral movements, so I, I can't do uh, jiu-jitsu or wrestling or boxing, because even you, and that's the worst, because those are the things I like to do. Uh, people, if you're in jiu-jitsu class, tap out. Uh, don't think that you're going to, you know, be a, what I, I read some stupid article that Phil Davis wrote that he goes, well, sometimes I'll go to practice. I'm like, I'm not tapping today. So this kid had my leg in a fucking, I don't know, what's it called again? Electric chair and Eddie Bravo move. And I, and I kept muscling out cause I'm a dumb wrestler who thinks that I could always get. And to my credit, I didn't actually tap, uh, but my leg did pop. I heard a huge pop. The whole class stopped. People from other classes and schools came over. That's how loud the pop was. It was uh, the whole town stopped people. So yeah, so now my leg is still fucked. Oh, that sucks. Um, uh, however, last week was fun. I, I filmed a pilot for Big Boy. If you don't know who Big Boy is in LA, he's probably the biggest radio personality in California. Uh, he, he did a comedy pilot, and I was on it. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that was last Thursday we shot that. And uh, good news, the wrestling team that I coach, uh, I started this program for the high school team. For the kids that I actually, uh, the, the, of the school that I started, they made the state tournament. Which is great. I mean, it's only, it's only it's a small. It's only been around five years, and then we had four kids last year. They had two kids go to state. This year we had four, so that's pretty damn awesome. Now, uh, Jason Andor has just showed up late. He calls me six fucking times to tell me when, when you're gonna come, and then you still come late. Yes, you're on. Sorry, I was doing a lot of black shows last night. <laughs> yes. So I'm running on CP time. Nice. Sit down. By the way, uh, Jason, if you don't know Jason Andor's. Uh, you're, you're probably normal, uh, but, but, <laughs> but, uh, but Jason was a guy, we started doing comedy in New York City together. Uh, when I first started comedy 17 years ago, Jason at that point was hitting it big. Uh, he was the white comic on BET's Comic View. And I remember, being, <clears throat> I remember watching you crush at the, at the New York Comedy Club. I was plunging toilets to get on. Literally, I was picking up chairs, I was sweeping the floors, and you were a guy that I used to look up to because you were killing it. It was Black Knight, Seymour... Swan had the night. It was every right. Friday night and Saturday night. It was the black show at midnight. Which is crazy because now I had to plunge a toilet just to get on this podcast. <laughs> so it's weird how life changes. You know what I mean? And you were, and I remember you saying that, uh, I remember you, I remember everyone was really excited to like, cause you were like the one guy that kind of made it out of that club. Like you were one of the so other guys made it too, but you were one of the, the white comics that made it in the black circuit on that club. Right. And I remember people telling you how proud you were. And you were saying, you just got back from LA 
and you watched yourself at a club on BET's Comic View while you were signing up for an open mic. Right. L.A. is a reality check. Like yes. I went out to L.A. to blow up, you know, and um, I'm, at, I'm doing an open mic. And someone texts me saying, yo, bro, you're on TV right now. And I was doing a show. That I had to pay three dollars to get on stage. Mm. So it's all relative. Yes. You know what I mean? But most people that see you on TV think you're blowing up. They have no fucking clue mm -hmm. how you're not. Like I'm at my bank, like the bank teller. That's a good example. Perfect example. Like just when you think you're blowing up, like people think you're rich because you're on TV. Mm -hmm. And the bank teller's like, I saw you on HBO, Bad Boys of Comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, cool. So what's up? You want to go out sometimes? She's like, I'd love to. But where are you going to take me? It says here you only have $7.37 <laughs> in your account, you fucking loser. Yeah. yeah. No. And then, uh, but then, <clears throat> I mean, through the years, you, you've had a, you were on Premium Blend. Uh, do you have a half hour special? No, I don't. You don't have a half hour, but uh, you were on Bad Boys uh, Comedy. White Boys in the Hood. White BT Boys in the Hood times. with me. BTS. How many times? Four times. Four Gotham times. Comedy Live twice. Pre um, Comics Unleashed. Whatever. Yeah, you've been on a lot of shit. Now I remember we did a, a, a cruise ship together uh, about a year ago. That was fun. That was a good time. I don't even. Can we? Tell? Sure. Actually, should, well, eh, well, go ahead. Well, no, it was just Adam got his grind on with uh, two girls. Yeah. Um. We weren't supposed to, but whatever. And uh, they weren't beautiful. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, go on. Let's just say I took a picture and Adam said, you better fucking throw that out. Oh, but I was dancing with him. I wasn't, I was, was like, was I hooking up with him? You I, were dancing, but you had the LL Cool J tongue thing going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was thinking about it, but not. I mean, yeah. you know what? I could grind any, a girl does not have to be that pretty for me to grind and still enjoy it. Yeah, of course. As long as there's no kissing involved. Yeah. Texts involved. Right. Nothing. You can enjoy a grind anywhere. Mm -hmm. But don't two fives make a 10? That's a good point. <laughs> so that means he had a five. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably exactly what happened. So anyway, so there was this, the funny part was like, there was this one girl we were all hitting on, right? I think one girl we were hitting on and uh, uh, one of them, I think, had no teeth oh, that I was hitting on that had no, remember she had like bad teeth, but she was cute. She was like missing Both a tooth. Both of them. Yeah. yeah uh, um, so... There was this gay dude that was in charge of the comedy, like flaming gay. Oh, right, right, who right. Who fell in love with us, right? Right. So, uh, so, so Jason kept calling me up. But like, I mean, he wrote me on Facebook yesterday. He texted me. That means I gave him my number. So you kept right. calling me up at 3 o'clock in the morning pretending to be him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Waking me up and, and, and doing the, the worst gay voice ever. I'm like, hello? And I, and I, was, I was really, really funny. One of the funny – so – one of the funny Jason story. So I used to run a show in New York, basically in the in the nineties, like early two thousands. Giuliani was the mayor of New York, and he was trying to shut down all the organized crime. So any strip strip clubs were notorious for organized crime. Any strip club that was, that was in like a hundred feet of a school had to be like. <laughs> 50, 60% a strip club, 40% not a strip club. So there was this club called Tens, right? Where they, tr they basically were, they don't want to go out of business. So they tried doing stripping. You could ballroom dance with the strippers. That didn't work. Then they tried <laughs> making a restaurant. And the last thing you want to eat while chicken. So lo and behold, like their third thing was a comedy club. So they hired me to, to be in charge of the comedians. And it was great because like literally you walk in the other room, there was all these beautiful girls. And then, and then, and then you got paid like in funny money it was sort of i'm not i don't i'm not saying it was mob but you got these huge 
meals. It was pretty mobbed. Parmesan. Yeah. It was. It was the one where John Gotti Jr. put his put his gun on the thing, and that was like all over the the, the newspaper at the time. He put his gun on the. Uh, the strip club hole. Actually, I almost got killed one time because I was dating one of the strippers, and then I, and then she quit. You dated a, a yeah. stripper, and then the mob, <laughs> and then the mob was convinced I was losing their money. So then, like, I went on some Joey Reynolds show or something, some radio show, and said that I was dating one of the strippers. Which then someone said that I was banging them. So I had to have Warren Holstein, this comedian, produce a tape saying that I wasn't actually banging them. So and that, really? I was actually scared because, like, these guys were like. Uh, they weren't like tough guy mobsters. They were the really nice to your face, which made them really scary. It's the yeah, guys that, yeah. The guys that smile and give you hugs are the, really the ones that you have to worry about. Uh, in, in, in my experience, they didn't seem like real, real professionals. Like they would shoot you clean in the head and you die. <laughs> yeah, they seem like they'd be a little nervous. They'll shoot you. They'll be a little nervous and hit you in a weird part where you'd be paralyzed. Right. That's the level of mob they were. So I remember there was a. There Does was that a make com- any sense? No. But I, know, I, I, I remember there was. A, I, sort of. I remember there was a comedian, <laughs> right, that like offended half the crowd. He went on stage and just. He was. He, everyone hated him. So I'm like, Jason, please don't be dirty. <laughs> okay, because these people. They, they, I don't want everyone to leave and walk out. You're like, no problem. So I'm sitting there, like, stressed out of my mind, pacing back and forth. Jason walks by and goes, who here has AIDS? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's your practicing. That that was one of the AIDS funny. AIDS is clean. Oh, dude. You're, Hearing oh, okay. AIDS, that's a clean word. You could use that on television. Exactly. Yeah, you I have, talked about AIDS the whole set. Yes. 15 minutes on AIDS. I think I caught AIDS from that. Because <laughs> the karma of all my jokes, I've, oh, I was worried I had AIDS. I didn't want to go get tested or anything. I'm like, that was too much. Too many AIDS jokes. Like, you I probably know the caught show AIDS we did Saturday. That. I'm not going to say where. Somebody got mad at me for saying too many vagina jokes. Told on me. I thought I had, oh, a, great, yeah. I thought I had a great set. And that then, night they told yeah, on Yeah, that you? night. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Did he, wait, he went on stage? No, 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 no. I'm saying that night, an audience member told the booker that I was too dirty that night. Really? Yeah. Everybody was laughing the whole time you were up there. I, I know. I, I, look, I was watching you host, and I'm like, this is going to be an easy show. Mm-hmm. How old was this person that like told on you? 40-something, 50 Because my mom's in her 60s, and she's heard your comedy. She's been yelling at me. She wants to come see you live. Nice. But she thinks you're hilarious. Uh, it, so people just need to be more open-minded. Like, Well, I think if your mom has a son like you, she's got to have a sense of humor. Oh, of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, uh, by the way, we are going to call Eddie Alvarez right now. Uh, we got to get more into Jason. We got to talk about the Bellator fights as well as the UFC fights that what happened Bellator this weekend. Fight. Uh, that was unbelievable. It that was pretty bad. Dada 5000. That was, I really think that was one of, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm hesitant to make jokes because he went to the hospital, almost died of a heart attack after that fight, Dada really? 5000. But that was like the, one of the worst fights I've ever seen. At the same time, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was such a train wreck. It was a train wreck of epic proportions. Dada almost won. He almost came back and won in the third. Like, he almost won. The guy's got a head. He's got heart. No, he, he just died of exhaustion. Yeah. But I got to say, he actually, I was impressed by his heart. I wasn't impressed by his skill. They should definitely have mandatory sleeping pill tests before the fight, because they were falling asleep the whole fight. They were gassed out on the way to the, uh, the ring, but it was hilarious. It was- Hello? Hey, Eddie Alvarez. Yo. How's it going? It's Adam Hunter, CB Gold, Jason Andrews. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. What up, brother? I just landed in Philadelphia. Nice, man. Now, you were in Pittsburgh for the fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of the uh, of the uh, Cowboys-Cerrone fight? Uh, good. You know what? Um, all the way up until the fight started, I'm like, man, this is probably going to be a good fight. 
But uh, I started thinking, um, I had, a, I had, a, um, I had a teammate, Gilbert Burns, who who fought that guy, and um, I remember training for him, and Gilbert was saying that the guy was like a white belt on the ground. Okay. And uh, I re- I remembered that, and Cow- Cowboys Ground is is really well versed. It's like a sort of um, a lot of people don't talk about it, but he has a good ground game. So I said right away, I went. Uh, I was sitting next to Paul Felder who's a friend of mine from Phil, I said, Paul, the Cowboys should just take this dude down and kind of make this simple for him. And that's what, that's exactly what he did. He took him down and made it an easy night for himself. Yeah, it seemed like a really quick tap, no? It was a quick tap. I don't think the guy's, like I said, I think he's sort of a white belt when it comes to the ground. I think yeah. he just panicked a little bit. Yeah, it does seem you like, seem like a, I mean, even Sage Northcutt thought that was a really quick tap, and that's when you know. Uh, <laughs> that's when you know it's a quick tap, dude. I I didn't want to say it. You said it. Said it <laughs> now, Eddie, man. By the way, congrats on your win over over uh, over Pettis. That was a, uh, you know, some people criticize you for that. I'm like, dude, you got the win. You got the win. Winning is the most important thing. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna get into a, a, a karate kickboxing match with a guy when you have an obvious wrestling advantage. Uh, yeah, you know, I, if the, I go back and forth about it, man, like I feel the same way you did the, the same thing you just said at first. I got the win. I got the win, but, um, I go back and forth. I, I don't know how to feel about it. To be honest with you, people need to be happy after they see my fight. That's, that's, that's first and foremost. They, they pay the ticket to, to see the show. So I'm definitely not disregarding the people that are saying, oh, it was boring and this and that. I definitely listen and I take that into account. Um, I definitely have to win as well. So I need to find a little bit of a better balance rather than just, you know, go full on and worrying about a win. That's you know, complete complete exciting. bullshit, man. You've had five hundred fights where you went out there and used your face as a punching bag, got hurt, came back, <laughs> flipped off the cage. You're entitled to a fucking grinding out boring win. It's not like that's how all your fights are. I know, I know, but um, I just the, lately, you know what I mean. I've, I, uh, the last two fights, you know, I don't want to make it a habit. Put it that way, uh, I don't want to make a habit out of just winning. You know, I, I want to go out there and be exciting for people. But I got so much slack for this freaking fight. I don't know if people were pissed off that that Pettis lost, so it was even more backlash than what I thought. But, uh, I don't know, man. You know, people, Eddie, you know, people are, you know, fans are fickle, man. And, you know, you at the end of the day, you don't want to be a drooling retard, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> come, come, come on, man. You know, I mean, give me a break. You've had so, all, all your fights are ex- exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, I don't I know. At the end of this, I'll just end up with a chair and a shit bag. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I'd get I'd get out of this actually walking around and being uh, able to say normal yeah. sentences. Now, now, I got to ask you, though, the fight before that against Gilbert Melendez, uh, you um, you you broke your nose, right? And, no, you, like, blew your nose, and then your eye w- – w- what exactly happened there? Then your eye kind of closed, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of lead it I, – I, I lead it with an exchange with my face instead of my hands first, and – he threw an elbow, it broke my broke my nose and orbital all at once and um because he was on steroids as well. So <laughs> yeah. that that didn't help either. Right. And he smashed my face open and uh you know, the 
in between. I didn't feel it. So people were like, oh, Alvarez is a vet. Why did he blow his nose? And he had a broken nose. I didn't, I didn't feel anything. You know, I, I, my nose never felt bad, like, as if it was broken. But um, I blow it just as you would blow your nose in between a round just to clear everything out. And uh, my, my eye socket, because there was air in there, because it was broken, it kind of blew up. Yeah, no, I was wondering why that happened. That makes total sense now, that you, like you didn't feel it. Now, um, now people want to know, are you going to fight? Are you going to wait to see what happens with uh, Conor McGregor uh, versus Dos Anjos and Khabib versus Ferguson, or are you going to fight Nate Diaz? I am going to just wait two weeks and see what goes on with this fight. Um. That will determine what goes on. First and foremost, I want to fight the title holder. I, I didn't fight number five, number three, and then number one to get to number one and then say, all right, let me get to no, let me go to number six now. That wasn't the idea. The, the idea was to go to five, to three, to number one, to the title. Um, so that's still still my goal is to fight the champion. Um, I want to see what goes on in this fight. Uh, I think if Connor um, ends up winning, we're going to have a long layoff, a long wait until we do get a title fight. So if that's the case, then I'll be more than happy to entertain anyone in a division who I feel is a good fight that fans want to see. Um, if Dos Anjos wins, I think there's a better chance of getting a title shot quickly if Dos Anjos wins. So more than anything, I want to want to. At least see what happens in two weeks. See if we can fight for the title. If if I find out I have to sit a while, I'll, I'll be more than happy to entertain Mr. Diaz. Now, who do you think's gonna win the Dos Anjos Connor? Um, I heard an interesting analysis by uh, Faraz Zahabi. Um, I was I was kind of like minded. Uh, it could end quickly in the first for each guy. If it does go past the first, it'll favor the Sanyos more. And if the Sanyos decide to implement a ground attack, it'll favor them even more. So uh, the Sanyos got more weapons, but I think, uh, you know, if he implements a ground attack, he can make it a very simple, easy night for himself. Sort of embarrassing. If he doesn't and decides he wants to let his ego get involved and put on a show, he can end up looking at the light. So, um, uh, it's it's up to Dos Anjos what he, what game plan he implements, whether you know how he's going to want to win this fight or whether he's going to win the fight or not. Now, I, I I read that you said you have a simple plan on beating McGregor. What is this plan? Uh, I mean, I, I think everyone knows that you watch Mendez. You know, McGregor's always talking about how big he is, how large he is, and it's not Mendez, fresh off the couch, was taking him down and. Pretty much beat the shit out of him. Connor had no guard, no no um no response to getting taken down. He just kind of got beat up and then looked for the ref to stand it up. And that was against Chad Mendez at 145. Right. He's stepping up to a uh, 55 division where there's bigger, stronger wrestlers who are able to control him even 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 worse and uh, beat him up even worse. So I mean, it's simple, you know, just exploit that that big hole he got in his wrestling and beat the shit out of him on the ground, I just don't think I'll have an answer. So kind of the same it, thing you did against Pettis? Um, 
Yeah, I mean th- that strategy of work uh, it would would that would be the, that'd be the simple one. But I feel like uh, Pettis is a lot more well versed on. Um, he's more comfortable off his back, so Pettis, Pettis would actually be harder to do that too. I think McGregor would be a little bit. Sim- it'd be a little simpler to uh, to beat him up on the ground and secure a submission. I would love to see it. Now, watching the great Bellator event that happened last week uh, with Kimbo and Dada, are you upset you left Bellator? I mean, were you watching that and being like, shit, I could have been involved in this? <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that whole thing that went on. You know, the first thing I thought was, hey, Pride used to do this. Pride used to have Jose Canseco fight, mm-hmm. and um, they used to have these freak show matches. But at the end of the show, for the main event, they would have Sakuraba versus Henzo Gracie. And, you know, they're, okay, we had one freak show, and then... Yeah. And then, um, but to line a whole card with freak shows, <laughs> was, well, that was a bit much. So, you know, I think you just need to find a better balance with it, not not make a freak show co-main event, freak show main event, freak show undercards. Uh, I don't. So you weren't watching that going, I could have fought the shovel girl or uh, <laughs> Sharkeisha or, or one of these people or, you know, like. <laughs> no, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And I don't want to dig too deep in the belter. You know, I had some good times there, but, um, for sure, that was something that was uh, that was a little different. By the way, how old really you know, is Kimbo? Uh, Kimbo's like got to be like eighty years old, right? Because he went in saying he was like thirty six when he was sixty. Yeah. he's forty two. He's he's not forty. They, they, yeah, we checked that last week. Right? Yeah, but he says he's forty two, uh, but there's no way. I need to no, see a passport. Like, actual right websites. Reliable, all right, right. forty two. Now, um, now I gotta say uh, a couple things. Now, do you dye your eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say a couple things. That was a question. All right, that was all right, yeah, that was one thing because you have the blackest eyebrows and they're perfect. <laughs> like <laughs> they're actually tattooed on. They're not real eyebrows. Are they? I mean, how do you get your eyebrows that color? Do you do have just for men, just for the eyebrows? <laughs> Dude, to be honest with you, I would have a full out unibrow if I didn't do anything to my eyebrows. So. Oh, okay, okay, and, and you would you would rip all me. Twice as bad about him if I had a unibrow. So I'm right. doing what I can here, what I'm giving here, bro. Gotcha. I gotcha. trim my eyebrows too, man. Yeah, but his yeah, his eyebrows kill your eyebrows. He has the nicest eyebrows. He is brow for brow the best fighter in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, uh, I heard your wife screams really loud during your fights. Is that true? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. She she's she's a lunatic. She gets she gets knocked. She gets nuts out there. Do you hear her but during yeah, your fights? I need, I need, I needed. To, I do sometimes. I needed to defend my wife before everyone gets on her because I, I seen a lot of blogs about about her. Um, I think normal like the media kind of looks at my wife because she's got blonde hair, blue eyed, really pretty girl. They look at her like the girl, the typical fighter's girlfriend, like like fan girl and just trying to get attention. My wife is for my kids. She's been with me since I was 15. She picked me up from the fucking slums of Philly before um, before I was shit. So she's like as bad as it can. So when I get in fights, I've been in fights outside where my wife hit hit a fucking dude before any of my friends did. 
So she's the most down chick on earth. So if she yells and screams, it's genuine. It's about as genuine. She can't help herself. So um, anybody writing a blog or an article or making a joke, like it's for real. She's, okay. she's a real chick. And if, if she, if she's yelling and screaming, that's, that's just how she feels. Is she that she loud? Is, like, is she that loud? Like in other areas? Like when you guys are <laughs> yeah. that, that's, Clearly, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna fire Adam now. Now I'm gonna fuck you up. No, come you. on, no way, no way. Somebody had, somebody yeah. had to say it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> Uncle. Because we read a lot of blogs. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but that's great, man. That's great having a ride or die chick for you. I mean, that, that's that's amazing. No, it's, I'm, I'm lucky. I wouldn't trust it. Like I'm lucky. I found my wife when I was 15, and. You know, she's been with me ever since. That's a movie right there. That's like the perfect movie wife. Yeah. That beats Adrian and Rocky. She's, she, honestly, she's really yeah, embarrassed about it. it now. She's like, I ain't ever, I'm never going to, um, she's like, I'm never going to, like, she's afraid to react now when she goes to my next fight. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, fuck that, babe. Like, you're, you know, that's how you feel. Like, fuck that. Fuck yeah, well, them. <laughs> well, listen, you're a very successful fighter. Uh, even the fights you've lost were very close. I mean, all your fights have just been... Amazing. And you're on a two-fight winning streak in the UFC. It was hard for you to even get out of the UFC. And then the last two guys you beat, Gilbert Melendez, Anthony Pettis, those are, those are fucking amazing fighters. You know, I honestly, I, I don't blame you if you uh, want to set out for the title. I know a lot of people are going, why don't you fight Nate Diaz? You're ducking Nate Diaz. I'm like, you know what? If I were you, I would do the same thing. You got, you got to look out for yourself. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know if Nate wants to fight. I think he's, he's saying, but I'm not, I'm not sure what the, what's going on with that dude. Cause I sort of, sort of asked about him, um, you know, behind the lines, I asked about what's going on with him a couple of weeks ago. And I was told that, Hey, Nate got something going on. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. So I thought he was out of the picture. And then next thing you know, I hear he's calling me out. I'm like, that was, that was weird because I, as far as names, he's the only name who really makes sense to me in the division. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna just say, "Hey, fuck the title and wait around," Nate, Nate's the only dude I really care about fighting in the division that makes sense. So, how are you not gonna um, fall into the whole uh, trap of uh, shit talking and him getting in your head and stuff? I don't give a fuck about Nate Diaz. I think he's shit. So if I end up fighting Nate, I, I could. It, it's it's the, he's the least of my worries. Whatever he's gonna do. He's a tall, lanky, wannabe with a list. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not. I could. Yo, could, I got a list, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I love you and Nate Diaz. So that that's that would be a, an epic fight. Uh, that would that would be a a, a a dream fight. But Eddie, I hope you get the title. So I, I want to see your, now. Who do you think wins, uh, Khabib or uh, Ferguson? Um, I, I think, I think, uh, like I, nobody seen Khabib in, in two years, but if Khabib's still the same Khabib two years ago and, and advanced even none, I think he just, you know, ragdolls Tony around and controls him and does whatever he wants. I don't, Tony's talking a bunch, but he's just fighting guys that are like, I feel like, uh. I, although uh, his fight against Barboza did impress me, other than that, I mean he hasn't he hasn't fought the top tier guys. So I don't. Um, I'm not like the rest of the fans where if a guy gets on a six or ten fight win streak, I'm impressed. It's, it's who you fight. Uh, so yeah, that's why I wasn't I impressed. With, that's why I wasn't impressed with Dada five thousand at all. 
based on the guys that <laughs> exactly, he fought. Exactly. The same. <laughs> they need to be uh, fighting high-level guys like Kimbo Slice and Jim Rock. And... <laughs> well, listen, Eddie Alvarez, man, it is an honor to have you on the show. Are you ever out in L.A. or Vegas? Uh, I do it sometimes when I do inside MMA. I'm out, out and out in LA. I think that's where where to do it at. But if I am, I'll hit you up for sure. Hit, hit me up, man. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for doing what you do, man. All right, Adam. Take See care. You, Bye. Later. That was Eddie Alvarez. That's, that's a bad motherfucker right there. Right when he says the things about 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 Nate, that's gonna get us press. You come in with your stupid joke. I have a list. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> So what did you think of the uh, of the interview? I think uh, I like Eddie's attitude. I mean, I've seen him before, and you know, you mentioned he's on a two fight win streak. You can't even forget the fact that his first fight in the UFC, they gave him Cowboy Cerrone. That's a it was that's a good a fight big too. Welcome to the UFC. It's yeah. not like oh, fight you know some slouch at number like eighteen and get your first win and move on up. <clears throat> but. He's talking about Connor. He's talking about, you know, I, I want that belt. It, it'd be interesting. You know, I was thinking, and I, there's so many hypotheticals that I didn't want to bring it up to him on the interview, but, you know, if Connor beats RDA, do they put Eddie against the winner of Cobby and Tony Ferguson for the shot? Because Connor might go to 170? It, either way, he's, he's not going to win. If he beats RDA, he's not going to win the title and stay at 155. He's either going to go back down to 45. defend against Edgar. He's talking about he's why already wouldn't committed he? Why to UFC 200. In one round, in one minute, why would not? I mean, the, the weight class. I don't think easier. they're going to do a 155 right after that. Yeah, but I was, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, who Eddie would rather face between Khabib and Ferguson in that hypothetical situation. Um, I think Khabib, the wrestling, he's a very, very good wrestler. But I think Eddie and Tony, I think they could. Sling some leather, and that would well, depends. be fun. But if, but if Eddie, but if Khabib beats Eddie, uh, Tony, he's gonna want Khabib. No, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, if Tony beats Khabib, Tony and Eddie would be a slugfest. That'd be a really fun. Now let's fight. talk about the real fights that went on this weekend. Uh, so Ken Shamrock uh, versus uh, who did he? Uh, Hoist Gracie. That fight. Look, I love Ken Shamrock. I'm a big Ken Shamrock fan. You got It's got to be over. He got hit in the balls, needing the balls. But then went down five minutes later. Why not go down after you get kneed in the balls? He took like two or three other knees and then went down. And, you know, he's been bitching for days. Yeah, no, I got an email fight. from him. I got he an email is. from him saying he's like, he, he, he's, he's calling a petition. For yeah, the, he's going he's gonna to try and appeal it and all. I, what? I've gotten kicked in the nuts real hard where it took about five seconds to really It wasn't hit. five seconds. It was like 35 seconds. <laughs> it was, yeah, he took like a few more shots and then all of a sudden he's like, oh. Yeah, I just need to tuck my nuts back in. I, it like, seemed like I, something's off with him. I don't know if he was throwing the fight. I don't know if he decided I don't want to be here anymore. But the uh, maybe, ref should have. The ref should have. The ref totally fucked up. Refing this entire weekend has been yeah, a yeah. Rough the refs situation. have been the refs and the judges uh, oh, have the been judges. awful. So look, Bellator, like Eddie Alvarez said, freak show fights are fine. But have a real fight at the end. I'll tell you who looked great out of the Derek Campos looked like the best fighter of the. I mean, knocking out Melvin Gillard is not an easy feat. Once and uh, after after he got beat by Brandon Gertz, he looked great. Derek Campos looked good. And by the way, everybody, everyone talked about this MMA roasted curse. You guys with your fucking MMA roasted curse. You come on the podcast, you lose. Every single person that came on our podcast this week won. Every single one. 
Uh, we'll go through it. Uh, the guy, uh, what's the name's friend uh, that won this week? Jeremy Mahan. Jeremy he Mahan. A, he got won. a submission to strikes to the body. It was uh, beautiful. Donald Cerrone won. Ashley Evan Smith won. Uh, uh, Lauren Murphy won. Uh, Anthony Smith won. Uh, who else? Uh, the, the, there's more. They all won. Except okay. for uh, Bubba's boy lost. Who Bubba's boy? Emmanuel New. He never been on the show. Uh, no, Chris Camozzi won. James Krause won. Okay, they all came on the show. They all won. Cody No Love won, and Derek Brunson won. So we we went for fucking ten and zero this week. So no fucking MMA roasted curse. In fact, you come on the podcast, you're gonna win. You're a winner. All you right. Just, you just fucked over everyone in the future <laughs> by saying something like that. I'm still so getting in a fight tonight. And, and, and I, quick, I quickly want to point out. Real fast. Yes. You know, you said Ken Shamrock should be done. I think you forgot how oh, we Shamrock discussed last week. No, no, no. I'm saying I think uh, we forgot last week that we discussed he's got an MMA fight with Dan Severn in oh, like two God. weeks. Wait, he's really fighting Severn? Yeah, he's, he's fighting really Severn. Fighting no, Severn. no, no. Having, no, it's, it's legitimate. For, and then it's Roy Jones is fighting anyone for $100,000. It's uh, going to be fan. me. It's me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going in. A fan. He challenges the fan for hundred grand. Wait, Roy Jones is fighting anyone in boxing? boxing. Okay. Any fan. MMA. And then, and then Kurt Angle's wrestling. Who's he wrestling? Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio Jr. Kurt still wrestles. They're combining all, all the things. And then Bisping and Sonnen in a grappling. And Bisping and Sonnen are saw on Bellator? No, 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 it's, no, a, it's some, some new promotion out of Paiute <laughs> in Vegas called Bankrupt Promotions because no one's paying for this nonsense. Uh, this I, thought, I thought Hoist looked pretty athletic. Like he looked pretty like he did good. He actually he had, had those good... rocket kicks going on. Yeah, you know did. what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure he was very surprised to get a TKO though. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. The Bellator um, fights were just. It was and at rough. the end, wasn't Hoist talking about how he was just like, look, we started when there was no rules. That's how it, I'm like, yeah, but now there's rules. You don't kick in the nuts. Yeah, that was that was a little. It How was does weird. that argument work? You can't kick in the nuts and then defend it. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Kimbo Slice looked terrible. Also, I thought Kimbo was going to run through data. He was gassed in two minutes. What I don't understand. They know they're fighting on TV on Spike TV, and then they don't train. I mean, did these guys run a mile? Did they run two miles? Did you see when they took a mutual nap? <laughs> no, no. Kimbo went to one knee, and they both literally took about a five second nap. Yeah, they ordered a pizza. They fucking watched the OJ show. I mean, it, it was ridiculous what went on. It was I, insane. I fast forwarded one time through the entire fight, and they were still in slow motion. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, some of the uh, tweets that came on during it. Uh, Patrick Cote, Joe Rogan said this is the worst fight he's ever seen. Did you uh, see what Pat Barry said back to that? What did he say? Pat Barry said back to he said Joe Rogan said this is the worst fight he's ever seen, and I guess it is because we all have to bow down to Joe Rogan, like talking shit. Oh wow! And I was like, wow, where did that come Pat from? Pat Barry? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Patrick Cote said this is a shame for the sport. Uh, Cote said, call Greenpeace, put data back in the water. Uh, then he Cote said the worst thing is on TV, including Scary Movie Three. Uh, he he went out. That was really. And then uh, Rumble said this is the worst fight ever. So a lot there of people, a lot of them. I've seen worst like, fights. That was entertaining. The, the way he yeah, fell. You're right. No, it was. It was like watching World Star Hip Hop on TV. World Star is uh, more entertaining. What are you talking? No, that about? was there was some entertaining parts of that fight when he got stood up and mount twice. Uh, that one takedown from and the it knees. It wasn't Kim Winslow. It was. It was ridiculous. It just looked like by within two minutes. 
minutes, it looked like no one's even going to get hurt. It looked like two <laughs> drunk guys that are kind of fighting on the street, and you're still not even paying attention because it's not exciting. <laughs> you're not worried about them hurting each other. You're just kind of talking, watching. It was so horrible. But Dada uh, almost it, came back. I was, and then he died. Yeah. Then he, before he had the heart attack, uh, then Rogan said his heart was filled with orange soda, uh, chicken wings, or something else. Well, they he said he dro- he cut forty pounds for the fight. What do you weigh before this? That you got to cut forty to two sixty five. Yeah, the guy walks around at three oh five. He's a big guy, but the thing is that you, you know, Bellator's got to be careful. You put these guys in there, and you what know if somebody happened? somebody could have died that fight. What if, if something happened that night? And I know it's a hypothetical situation, but you're in deep shit. You, Bellator's well, in a in a, a world of shit. If something bad happened, yeah, they should have been like they should have done the old WWE thing where it was like we're not sanctioning this, but we're still going to put it on TV and they're going to fight outside the arena. Or where did they do that? What are you talking about? WWE did what they called unsanctioned matches, where it was basically a street fight. The one I remember more than anything. Yeah, it was fake. I, I understand, but it's the concept that oh. I'm getting at. Like, they fight at the concession stand for the last hot dog or something like that. Like, <laughs> that would be kind of funny. That would be kind of funny. What's this funny thing I saw in Russia where they fight on, like, high, like, mats, like, like 20 feet high, and they're really fighting, and they, like, fall off 20 feet, land the on The scaffold head. matches? Something crazy. I don't know. I well, well, Russia's also the one that just implemented five-on-five five MMA. Yeah, they, have, they really do have that. There is videos of it, and it is absolutely insane it's like gang fights uh, it's one crazy. of the fights ended up being five against one and it was like well do yeah. you just tap out at that point you That's get some initiated. coliseum rome shit now uh let's talk about the ufc fight night first of all i'm really proud of lauren murphy great uh, fight. we had her on the podcast last week i love lauren murphy she's a sweetheart here's a girl if you don't know was never took an athletic sport ever high school college was doing drugs hardcore drugs even told us what she wants like I think smoke crack. Uh, and then she walked into a gym to lose weight. Now she's in the UFC and she's a badass chick. Badass chick and smart, fun, from Alaska. So the girl she fought, what's that girl's name? Kelly Fajols. Kelly Fajols. Uh, on eight days notice. On eight days fight. notice. It was really tough. I would say she won the first round. Second round was close. I think maybe Lauren won the second. It was close. And then Laura got the finish in the third. But I was really, really proud of Lauren. If I passed, she not have put Two out of the three girls, two girls that were fighting, they put them two. The only two girls in the fighting, they put on fight pass. They should have put one on the on the main card or on the on the, pre- the prelims. It was kind of weird how they did that. Uh, Ashley Evan Smith, uh, you know what? That was a close fight. I thought she, you could have get one. It could have went either way. Uh, I definitely, you know, I was leaning towards Ashley. She's a friend of mine. If you help coach my wrestling team, I'm going to give you the close fights. Uh, if you're my friend, I'm going to give you the close <laughs> rounds. Uh, you're still doing but, a better job than the judges. However, that judge that gave her the first round should never be allowed to judge again. And I like Ashley, and I could see her winning the second and third. Definitely the third. Won the second. It was close. But that first round, first of all, someone didn't even add up to scores. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, some, uh, one of these judges needs to go back to like second grade math because the scores for one of them, I don't remember who it was. I just saw the scorecard. It was 10, 9, and 9, and she added it to 27. Yeah. Um... No, where do they where do they hand out these? I know it like, yeah. Where do they hand out these licenses? That that, and then they announced it. Yeah. They're like, oh, twenty nine, twenty seven. I'm like, well, you got to announce whatever the judge says. You can't yeah, but, you can't do the math in your and own. And then head. you're like, well, who got a ten eight round? That doesn't make any sense. So stupid. Uh, it, Anthony Smith, happy for him. Took the fight on short notice. He was on our podcast recently too. Nice guy. That other guy he fought. 
might have the hardest head I've ever seen in my life. That Anthony, was a good that fight. That dude is like, but Anthony got sucked into his fight, you know, which is just a brawl. It was. And it certain was guys fight. that are just brawlers. By the way, Jason has a friend. Every time I talk MMA with Jason, he always mentions his friend yeah. who, who would beat anybody in the UFC. Definitely. Uh, like everybody has that everybody has that one friend who has a friend who you've never met but right who's this guy that you're I'm not gonna say his real name because he's done a lot of weird shit but I don't think now he can yeah I just think when it first started like to me he would have had a good chance like this Kimbo came in and actually beat a couple of average people you know but I think he was just but when I watch Kimbo's fights on YouTube yeah. and the fights I've seen this dude doing live yeah in person, now who is this guy Let's just go by his name's Kenny. And how many fights have you seen him been in? I've seen him. The first time I saw him fight, I was 17. He was 26. Right. He was known. This dude, okay, he trains in his house on a heavy bag. He boxed. You know, he boxed most of his life. He wasn't top level pro. Right. But he boxed most of his life. His knuckles about an inch big from each one because he never puts glove or tapes on. He'll hit the bag for an hour as hardest. He has a thing in his house, wood with rope around that he hits at. He was known to always be in Riverside Park at this one tree, punching at bark until his whole hand was bloody. That's how he got his knuckles like that. So, okay, so he was undefeated. You never saw him lose? Not even. He fought 17 on one the first time I saw him fight. He fought 17 guys. Knocked three out Come right on. away. I'm not lying. Not three. Yeah, that's on 107th Street in West End. There's a party going on. Yeah. This guy's this guy's on acid, fucking around. The guys start jumping. Now these guys that he that he fucked up were younger than him. They were probably yeah. 20, 22, whatever. They were fucking him up. They told Rich said you got to leave. Put him in a cab to leave because right. he knew the guy. The guy comes back 20 minutes later, running back like on acid. And then they start jumping him again. And finally, Rich is like, all right, now I got to start fucking people up. And I haven't seen Rich since I was a kid. Just before that fight, I introduced him. I was like, remember me? I was right. a little kid on the block. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So he knocks this kid out instantly. Then this kid right in front of me punches him. His head went back so quick that it brought the weight of his body in the air, literally right. into the car. This dude was out. Everyone thought he was dead. Then he grabbed my shirt about to knock me out. I'm like, you're yeah. rich. It's okay. Kid. He's like, okay, thank God. Then he said, I'll fight all the rest of you. They all left. Whatever. So he didn't have to fight all 17. Right? Right. So there's so many stories I've seen this guy. Right. I don't even want to, because this could get ridiculous. Yeah. The illest shit I've seen him do. Let me tell you the illest shit I, did, I saw him do. Right. Okay. Besides the famous fight of him in front, of, I think Malachi's on 80th and Amsterdam. He fought a whole football team. <laughs> 10 dudes on one. <laughs> 10 dudes on one. He said it was the hardest fight he's ever done because no one got knocked out. Every time he hit him, they <laughs> fell, got back up. Right. And uh, so then he went back and You saw he, him fight a whole football team? I saw him fight the whole team. He fought well, the whole. Well, what, you just what, bought your popcorn and sat there while he's fighting. I was. A whole I hung football. out with him. We were friends. I right. was always there. And he fought a football I seen team. Four teams in them. Football okay. team. That's what we heard. They're a football team. They look like a football team. <laughs> so they were fuck up. This this is what happened. This is what happened. One of them grabbed him in a sleeper hold. Yeah. Right. The other dude came at him with a bottle. He always carried a punch knife on him. One of those little right. punch knives you grab. Pulled it out. Went behind him and cut the whole dude's chest open. Bleeding everywhere. They ran. This is why I'm not mentioning his name. You said Rich 15 times so far. <laughs> Fuck, said, I did? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So I didn't use the right name. So so anyway, <laughs> anyway, this dude was a nightmare. He was, right. he was a, but here's the illest thing I've ever seen him do. Uh, could, could, could we condense it? Could we, have, we don't have that much time. Right. Well, I didn't even know what I was going into it. I mean, there's so uh, okay. many stories. Okay. Do you want me to tell this or no? The abbreviated story of it. Uh, um, all right. Three guys in the, the park. Guy. <laughs> Three, Three guys, guys in the, in the park. park. Yes. Three guys in the park. 
We're standing there. One guy was a famous bouncer from the Lower East Side, right? Mm -hmm. My friends told me about this guy. There was another guy from my school who looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? right? And this other guy, this black guy used to bully people in the park all the time. He's playing Nerf football catch with someone. They drop it. It hits this girl he's a bodyguard for. They say, you better apologize. He said, what? I was about to. Now I'm not saying shit. Went back to, he had biker shorts on and a tank top. He was in boxer shape. Yeah. He obviously didn't have a weapon at the time. You could see, right? Right. He went back to his wife and kids, said, you need to leave the park. I'll meet you outside in five minutes. Right. Stares at them, right? Yeah. Rolls a joint, staring at him, smokes a whole joint alone. I walk up to him like, Rich, you need help? He's <laughs> right. like, no, Jason, get out of here. I'm like, thank God. I okay. walk off, right? So then he's like, stares at him while he finishes the joint. Full on, just staring high. They don't say shit. Then he walks up to all three of them and goes, what? I thought we were going to thump. And they're like, yo, it's squash. It's over, dude. Yo, you bitch ass motherfuckers. Walks back off. They just leave the park. He didn't have to fight. Okay. Is that all boring? Right. Or no, 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 it's good. No, no, it's not boring. So, okay, okay so this is this is your friend. Uh, that, all right, gotcha. We don't talk anymore. I think there was a misunderstanding in the past. So but, if anybody um, wants to refute Jason's claims, go to at JasonAndors.com <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, at, at me, Instagram, at whatever you got to do. He would love to talk to you about this I toughest love guy. That he's tell ever... you stories, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but he'd probably fuck up most people. He's 53 now. Yeah. So. Right. But. Yeah, I've seen him do 125 push-ups with his girlfriend on his back. Can you guys do that? No. Can you guys hang off a fire escape gymnastics style and say I'm the Puerto Rican flag from the fifth floor? No. Okay. All right. So Bang Bos versus uh, Bang Bus against Seraphine. Seraphine. So, Seraphine. Uh, so Bang Bus did some kind of weird voodoo spell and then threw a kick. And then this, I like this guy. The kick didn't even really connect. It hit the guy in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I like this guy, Bang Bus. Uh, and then after he knocked him down, he prayed to him and, yeah. and, then, and then kissed his foot. I don't know who this guy is. This is like some weird Steven Seagal, <laughs> that Jamaican movie where they, they we watched the Jamaicans. Right, right, right. I forgot what movie that was. Uh, but I like this guy, Bang Bus. Uh, what, what, bang Bus? Is that his name? What is bang? this? A fucking Bro, Bang Bros porn website? Bang Bus or something? What is it? This is like the first name I can't pronounce, but I know it's not Bang Bus. I think Bang That's Bus is better. That's a porn site yeah. I was looking at uh, the other day, no, no, okay? I, no, his name is Bang Bus. Okay. <laughs> Let's, let's and, call him Olawale because that's his first Olawale name. Olawale Bangbus. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, this, guy I, I butch- like- this guy butchers more names than John Anik. Uh, I, mean- I think I think Bangbus is my new one of my new favorite fighters. I'm excited to see him fight again. James Krause looked great. Beat Shane Campbell. Campbell's a tough guy. Uh, I'm happy for Krause. Chris Kamosi. Now there's Holy a guy. Shit. Uh, Joe Riggs should not be fighting anymore. No. Uh, I like Joe Riggs, but he looked like he hadn't even trained. He used to be ripped. He used he, to be he, a Big, big deal. He did not look ripped at all in this fight. He looked like he, he hadn't even trained for this fight. Chris Camosi hit him with a jab, knocked him out with a jab almost, and then hit him with 19 knees. And Chris Camosi, uh, who's you know a, a buddy of mine, I like Chris. I was in Vegas one time, and he's, he's like, he's like, oh, I got to meet you. I got to meet you. I hung out with him. And I was I was stoned when I met him. You know, like when you're stoned, you don't realize sometimes I, I'm not that good in public stoned. I always feel like I'm being judged or that I'm not that like – even when I did the Rogan podcast stone, I wish I had done it sober. Uh, so I was, uh, but Kamozi, you know, he was worried. I remember he told me he was worried he had cut from the UFC back in the day. And he did get cut twice already. But he said that uh, he wanted to fight every weekend. He didn't care where, who. He just wanted to fight. This guy is just a fighter. And he fought uh, Jacare on twice. twice. He gets submitted the first time, fights him again on like two days' notice. It gets submitted again, short. but 
I got to respect for Chris Camozzi. I, I like Chris Camozzi. I hope he gets big fights. And there's a guy who's, look, will he ever be champion? I don't know if he'll ever be champion. Probably not. Doesn't look like it. That was a lot of knees. But is he, yeah. But he, is he, he a tough? He broke Greg's for, entire forearm with those knees. I mean, it was a, It was like he was doing an aerobics class on him, right? <laughs> yeah. He just, he just came out with fire in his eyes. And, you know, Joe is Joe's a tough dude. He's had a long career. He's been. He's. I think he's, he's like thirty three. He looks like he's ninety. He he's, has like. He, but Benjamin's- he has like seventy something fights or whatever it is. And it's like I, I'd say he shot himself in the foot with this one, but I don't want to say. Oh, that stop! Since he-, <laughs> he shot himself in the head. But it, he looks like he has like Benjamin Button's disease. I mean, he looks like he's like thirty two, but he has that that old face. Like he looks like Billy Idol in there. Uh, look, I'm he's a, a scary looking dude too. But you get looking- in there with him, and you're like. This guy, I mean, didn't he? He like broke his back and shoulder when he was uh, when Ben Saunders yeah. put him in guard. I'm like, dude, you're not even getting hurt. And you're but he looked great hurt. in Bellator. In Bellator, he looked great. Oh, and Fightmaster, I picked him from the get go because yeah. I love Joe Riggs. But I mean, this is going back to uh, UFC 56 when he was going to get a title shot and he missed weight. Yeah, and then didn't get the shot against Hughes. This dude knows everything. It, it's it's been a long road for Joe Riggs. He's he's a I'd call him a journeyman. He's a guy that uh, he fought Nick Diaz, and afterwards they both, they both the famous legend is they both went to the hospital and then fought again. Oh, let me let me finish on my own podcast, fucker. All right, so they went to the hospital and they were uh, in the back and they got into a fight in the hospital. Like, really? yeah, yeah, they were fighting like in the hospital, like Nick Diaz and Joe Riggs. I mean, That's he's, hilarious. He's a legend, this dude. But uh, he yeah, also got knocked out by Diego like years ago with that yeah. knee. And let me ask you a question: Who's who do you think's the best fighter ever in UFC, Adam? The best fighter ever in the UFC. Ooh, uh, the best all-around fighter or the best fighter? Uh, I would have to go with Anderson Silva. But now with the whole steroids allegation, which which it's only one been one fight, you never know. Uh, maybe GSP. The best all-around fighter. Just so many I mean, not finishes, though. You yeah, I mean? but he's such a technically sound, great wrestling, great boxing, good jiu-jitsu. I feel like when he has sex, he never comes. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? He just can't like finish. Just, yeah. uh, who about you? Um, you know, this, and this is one of the things I, I was going to say to Eddie on the phone, too. There's a lot of people when he was saying, you know, my fight was boring with Pettis. True mixed martial arts fans, and anybody who is trained, it helps more. True mixed martial arts fans, in my opinion, need to appreciate all aspects. There's too many fans, I just want to see knockouts. Well, go watch fucking boxing then, because that's all striking. In terms of martial artists in MMA, yes, GSP is one of them. He could stand on the feet. He had great jujitsu. Amazing wrestling. Anderson Silva had more finishes than almost anybody in the UFC. In terms of greatest mixed martial artists, I would not factor style or win-loss, well, win-record of how they finished. I would say Anderson Silva. I would throw GSP in there, no doubt. I mean, even even a guy like BJ Penn, he always, he always came out to fight. But the greatest mixed martial artist in UFC history, I'd still have to say Anderson because he was dangerous everywhere. Now, what is this for you and Demetrius Johnson? Because somebody said to me, why don't you get Demetrius Johnson on the podcast, which I would love to get him. I met him. He seemed like a nice guy. Uh, now, you... now. CB, 
All right. First week, you talk about the fight you got with CM Punk. Uh, then you oh, almost that was got Sage a, Northcutt. Then actually, you almost got, uh, Sage Northcutt. Then you didn't like CM Punk, and then you didn't like Edmund. Now, what's your beef with uh, Demetrius Johnson? Okay. Well, first off, you're making it seem like I'm like we have the one beef hating of the week. on this. All right, go on. But these, the, all my stories are actual occurrences. Okay. So it's not my own feelings, but. Last week, you asked me, who are my three that bothered me? And mm. I forgot about Demetrius because there's a lot of times that I f- black out these things. Demetrius, I was never a big fan of. I have respect for the guy. That's different. But the first time I met him, it was at um, 183, and he was just there hanging out. And I asked him for a picture. Cool. And then, of course, I did my token stare down with him because I do it with everybody. And I do it with him. His wife takes the picture, who was pregnant at the time. And then we get done, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're cute. And that kind of weirded me out a little Demetrius bit. Demetrius Johnson said, yeah, you're cute? <clears throat> Demetrius now, Johnson- when you say your token stare down, if you don't guys know what that, that is, so you lift up your fists, and you have the fighter lift up his fists, take a picture, which is something that I would never do because – I don't know. What if like I don't want these guys to think that maybe I would hit them. They don't know you from Adam. You know, maybe maybe something. You know, people might not like that. You think maybe that's he didn't like that. There's there's guys that if they don't want to do it, they've told me. Yeah, Fabrizio Verdum is not comfortable doing them. Nate Diaz told me if we do a stare down, we're fighting, and I said, <laughs> all right, fuck that. Okay. Um, most of the guys are okay with it. Um, and I've changed it up a little bit and I have fun with it. Like Iaquintas told me he was scared of me cause I got right in his face, but he, everybody's been cool about it. Um, Demetrius, he did it the next that happened the next night I did one with Tyron Woodley and he was nearby and he goes, Oh yeah, you're, you're still pretty cute right. from like the sidelines. Meanwhile, Tyron's mother came over and was like, you trying to find my boy. Right. And, she got upset. Um, okay. So then I saw Demetrius again the following month in LA for 184 when he was doing the presser. And I just took a regular photo with him. That was it. And I asked him, I said, you know, I'm a 125er and, and what kind of advice would you have for me? And he looks at me, he gives me the up and down and he goes, go to college and just walks off. <laughs> Meanwhile, a guy like Ian McCall, who I'd asked a month yeah. earlier, gave me a 30-minute conversation well, that's pretty good advice. Going to college is good advice, though. It's great advice. I'm 30 I, fucking I never years old. <laughs> I, I want, like, MMA advice. And well, that's I, a good I advice. Thought, you know, good advice he's the well. champ of the weight class. Yeah. And he, he could have been nicer. If someone asked me for comedy advice, I wouldn't say go to college. Did you finish college? Adam? No, I didn't finish college. He's just, Think about going back. I'll probably major in high school. <laughs> Finish that so, so now, but then, so now, so now you have a you have a beef with Demetrius Johnson. I just, yeah. If you kind of rub me the wrong way, you really have to work hard to turn my opinion. Now, are you gonna like tie up, tie him up, and kidnap him or anything? Or like, what what are your plans, Psycho? No, I'm just gonna. Do you have a watch, doll? I'm gonna watch Cejudo beat him. You think Cejudo's gonna beat him? I, you know what? I think he has the best chance. I want Benavidez to do it. He's my favorite flyweight. I love the guy, but it's tough to give him a shot and. <clears throat> maybe if he gets more time in Colorado, he'll do a little better. Right. Please leave Alpha Male, Benavides, please. What about Hickson? You uh, put him up as one of the greatest fighters? He wasn't in the UFC. I said UFC, right. 
What about of all time? I mean, time? if we're talking all time, Fedor goes up there too. Yeah, I love Fedor. Now we are going to call David Michaud. Uh, bulldog. The Bulldog. Uh, recently signed with Titan FC. He's got a fight coming up. Grew up on a Native American reservation. Uh, good dude right here. Uh, I've met him and his girlfriend in Arizona. His girlfriend is smoking hot. Not just because she's Native American. She's actually smoking hot. Uh, so we are going to call David right now. And then we still have to get over. We have to talk about the the the, the Cowboy fight, Derek Brunson fight, the Kawajiri fight. we got some news coming up. It's been a, it's a good podcast so far. Hello? Hello. Is this the Bulldog, David Michaud? What's up? What's up? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me. Funny comedian Jason Andors and uh, an MMA fighter slash photographer uh, CB Gold. How are you, David? How's everything? It's going all right. Going all right. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good, good. So uh, last time I saw you, uh, I was in Arizona doing the House of Comedy, and you and your a beautiful girlfriend came to the show. You had just found out you you had got you had gotten cut from the UFC. You were all depressed, uh, which made me depressed. Uh, are things better? Are you happier? Um, I mean, you know, it still sucks, but yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, right before the show, coming on, telling you my my sob story probably wasn't the best thing, but you still uh, killed it, so it was all right. Oh, uh, thank you, man. I, I, I appreciate it. Now, now, first of all, you getting cut was bullshit because you got cut after one loss. I mean, you lost twice. The first loss was very controversial. And then you won that fight, which I saw you, which you were bleeding everywhere, and you came out to Taylor Swift, which was the funniest thing ever. Uh, and then, you, and then you lose to OSM, who's a, who's a really, really good fight. Uh, um, who's a really good, really good fighter. But you really only lost once and got cut. People lose three or four times and get cut. Uh, what is this bullshit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sucks, but it wasn't OSM. It's uh, OSB, OAB, Olivier Aubin. Oh, A-B. Oh, O-A-M. Yeah. Oh, O-A-M. Yeah. O-A-M. O-A-M. Right, right. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. Shit sucks, but bad things happen to good people, I guess. Well, you'll be back, man. I mean, you're, you're a fighter. You're a fighter in every sense of the word. By the way, your girlfriend was smoking hot. Uh, she is... The probably one of the hottest girls I've seen in a long time. Like, good job with that. Oh well, thank you. You're on speaker right now, so she can hear you. So. Oh, nice. Now, yeah. now, 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 what's her name? Her, isn't her name like Running Water or something? She's Native American, also, right? What, what's her name? Yeah, it practically tells the story. No, it's her many horses. Oh wait, what is it? Many horses. Her many horses. Her many horses. Yeah, that's a it's a great name. Her many horses. Well, she. She has some nice horses. So, uh, good work on that, man. Good work. Well, thank you. No problem. No problem. Now, uh, now, how's everything going, man? How's training going? How's living in uh, Arizona? It's going good. I mean, summer down. I mean, winter down here was a lot nicer than being back home in South Dakota. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, it's going good. Um, hopefully, got my next fight lined up. So everything's going good. You know, I just watched my good friend Lauren yesterday. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. Yes. She did amazing. And then the other two teammates ended up taking some tough losses. But, yeah, it was a good – everything's going good. I feel like everything's kind of starting to look up right now. Who are you fighting next? Do you know yet? 
Okay, so I don't have an opponent. Um, you know, I was trying to get on the Titan card for what, like next weekend? Yeah. I've been trying to get on that, you know, wasn't working, wasn't happening. Um, you know, I just kind of couldn't get an opponent. But so luckily, and I wanted to fight. So Titan is allowing me to fight for RFA in back home in South Dakota, um, April 15th. Nice. So, yeah, so I'll be, you know, getting a good fight there and, and hopefully jumping back on and getting a lot of fights with Titan. Good. Good for you, man. Uh, good for you. Um, now, what was that like growing up on the reservation? I mean, it was, I don't know, it was just normal for me, but, you know, like, now, growing up, it was just normal, but now, like, being off the res and, you know, living down here or when I went to college, you could really tell, you know, that things just aren't aren't normal for other people that they are for you. Like, you know, like um, things like what? Just the the situations that people have for their lives. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends. I had friends who didn't have power or running water or anything, but I mean, I don't know. I was like one of the rich kids, you know, my parents both had jobs. They were both teachers. So I had food and electricity, so I was good. But I know a lot of people who had a lot of just, you know, tough, tough upbringings. Tough situations they were born into. Now, uh, was there a lot of was there a lot of parties at the res? Like, was it was it like a, was it good times? A lot of peyote and stuff. A lot of peyote. No, peyote is more down south, uh, uh, not up north. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess people drank a lot. <laughs> I wasn't invited to a lot of parties though. No, no, I remember, yeah, right. I remember watching the video on you. You were like the hero on the res. I mean, the people were like, oh, the legend of the bulldog. I mean, they were talking about you. Every kid wanted to be a bulldog. Like, they all wanted to be you. Well, that was after, whenever I started fighting and stuff. But in high school, I don't know. I don't think it was very popular. I mean, I still got, like, my same five or six friends that I hang out with and Everything just kind of goes goes that way, you know. But weren't you a uh, state champion wrestler? Yeah, but come on. Wrestling, no one cares about wrestlers, Adam. <laughs> come on, I care. I mean, this is bullshit, David, all right? I care. First of all, you, hey, have, the, you have the hottest... I wish people did. First of all, I wish people did care about wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good, very good point. When I, when I was in high school, I was a big star wrestler. I went to college, and the, no one gave a shit. I'm like, yeah, I won the tournament. They're like, we have a wrestling team here? I'm like, all right, fuck off. Uh, They're like, you won state? That's a thing? Yeah. Wrestling's a sport? But, uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but no, no. Now, your girlfriend, you guys have been together for how long? Ah, jeez, I don't know. Five Six, seven, twenty years. I don't know. Seems like it's what five and a half years. Now, dude, I I saw this girl. We hung out. You're not gonna get any better, bro. You, you gotta put a you gotta put a ring on this girl because it this, this is you're you're maxing out. <laughs> you're you're playing with fire here, bro. I told you you're on speaker. You don't see her face right now. She's like, yes. She's like, listen, listen to this genius on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, how did you get her? Because you were the big shit on the res that she was like, you were like the Danny Zuko of the, the Sioux Indians. So is that how you got her? 
yeah, you know, I just have this great smile and she couldn't keep her hands off me. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, good for you, man. Now, now she, now how do you, what do you guys do for money, by the way? Uh, she has a job. She <laughs> is a teacher and you know, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have a hot chick and she's a sugar mama as well. This is ridiculous. David. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the way it's got to go. No, um, I don't know. I don't really spend any money, so I've been saving up from for a while. Uh does, been teaching some classes and stuff, but trying does, to get another training job does hopefully the, soon. And, does the government give you money or no? Uh, just welfare like everyone else gets. I, I thought the Native Americans, we like take care so, of you guys. Come on, right? <clears throat> yeah. No, 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 no. The thing... The thing that people think of the government money is that, um, so tribes like that own big casinos. So the tribe that owns the casino and they get a lot of profit, then they give their tribal members, they call it per cap. Like each member will get like a thousand or some bigger tribes, like several thousand dollars a month. But that doesn't come from the federal government. So what tribe are you in? Tribe called Quest. What's that? What tribe are you in? What'd you say? Are you now what? What tribe are you in? Are you in the the, the tribe called Quest? Oh, or what? Which uh? Which uh, yeah. tribe? No, I'm only half tribe called Quest. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Oglala Lakota, and so like my girlfriend, she's a Rosebud, and we're basically our. We come from two of the like top five poorest counties in the in the country so we don't really get any casino money oh my god now are you guys allowed to date or is it like uh like west side story because she's a she's a rose she's a rosebud and you're a lakota she's a um it's more like romeo and juliet (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah it's, it's cool like so for our tribe we're part of a bigger group the sioux and then within that, there's the Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota. And so we're both Lakota. But, I mean, if she was a crow, then it might be different. <laughs> gotcha. Does she have any hot Native American friends? Um, yeah, I guess a few, maybe. I don't know. She doesn't really have too many friends. Oh. She's not very popular. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> So uh, so now you're training with Ben Henderson. You're training at the lab, right? You got Lauren as a teammate. You have Brian Barbarino. That was one of your guys, right? The guy that just beat uh, Sage Northcutt. Yep, for sure. Uh, That's one of my good buds. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Uh, so what do you think, man? You think like you win one or two fights in Titan and you'll be back in the UFC? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, you know, hopefully what I want to do is just fight like April, May, June. Then look for some short notice. Just tell them I'm ready, July or whatever, and just stay stay ready. You're Native crazy, American. You know, they should. They should. The UFC should give them a full scholarship. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Uh, have you thought about Bellator? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, but still, the same thing. You know, it's it's a little different coming off a loss. The contract wouldn't be quite the same as if I get a couple wins. I think my stock would be a little higher. Coming in with a little more height behind me, you know. Yeah, well, so I mean, just well, you're a great fighter, man. You got solid wrestling. 
solid jujitsu, really good striking. You're tough as hell. You got a big fat head, and your head is huge. Yeah. I so it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Now, what song are you going to? Most famous actors have big heads. But this guy's head is humongous. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, and that's what I, you know. I'm trying to get my foot in. Maybe do some Ronda Rousey. Get some. Get some double. Double dipping going in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. You'd be, you'd be great. Uh, now, what song are you going to come out to for your next fight? God, I really don't know. Um, God, I don't even know. I'm thinking I might just go back to Shake It Off, uh, stick with Taylor, you know, have good luck with that one. Yeah. What? Maybe Bad Blood next time. This guy <laughs> starts talking shit. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> Well, listen, David. I'm a I'm a great I'm a huge fan of yours, man. Uh, thank you f- uh, for all you do. Thank you for thanks to your girlfriend, her running horses, right? Her many horses. Her, her many horses. Her many horses. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to her. One, many- of, my, one of my friends calls her good- mini beavers, so you know you don't want to know where that came from, though. Wait, so, wait, they, wait. They call her mini beaver. Mini beavers. Why do Why do they call her? Oh, her name is many beavers. That's awesome. I wish we had names like that, you know. Like fuck Adam. I want to be called. What do you say? He's part of the Sioux. Yeah, the Sioux. We, I mean, us being Jews, I guess if we had a tribe, we'd be part of the Sioux yeah, too. Exactly. That's what we like to do. Well, what would your name be? Like uh, uh, the bitter comic or something? Or uh, what, would, um, what? What would your name be? I would be like the, the uh, stuttering idiot or something. <laughs> I keep trying to think of what my name would be. What would your name, Psycho, be? I think Psycho fits pretty well. The Psycho pick? You'd be like, uh, the fighting stalker. Uh, so, yeah. The, fi- <laughs> the, fighting- the stalking fighter, maybe. Ooh. The, the stalking fighter. I like it. I like it. Listen, brother. David, thank you for everything, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Later, thank man. All right. That was David Michelle. Later. It's a good dude right there. Talk about a guy who really <clears throat> overcame the obstacles, huh? Those girls really hot, huh? Yeah, super. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a thing. I didn't hear anything as you're saying. Oh, I'm imagining like this perfect Native American skin and. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect Native American skin. Because I like Latinas, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shit, that's my problem too. You too? Oh yeah. I can't even. I can't even. White girls. I just. I feel like I'm fucking a man. Like, really? Just, no, I'm not. Kind of. I'm just not. It's my color skin. I just want to see a tan skin to make me because I hate my coloring. You feel like you're fucking a man if you're like a white girl. I just not turned on. What I mean is, yeah. I have no. I don't have that turn on. You know, just that feeling with the blood rushing. I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Like I need to see a tan Latina that could dance. What was your your joke? You, you've done so many black comedy shows. You're not dating white chicks. I become so black. I'm starting to like white girls. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, out of here in L.A. Yeah, I just start to like white girls. Really? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Something about New York. Yeah. But L.A., there was a hot girl from Switzerland last night. I did chocolate Sundays. Oh, how how'd that go? Uh, yeah, I hope I better get a copy of that too. I destroyed that one. Nice. So then, um, and then I did, but she was cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I have the joke about how I've seen every Latina porn on the internet. So I got to do the next best thing. I watch Indian porn, turn the volume off, and play Spanish music. <laughs> Is that true? I believe you. Actually I mean, do I've that. turned off the volume and like you know tried to. How much Indian? How much Latino porn have you watched? All of it. Seriously. Wow. I remember you would tell me one time that you ate three girls' asses in a row, and they all had hemorrhoids. Is that is that true? <laughs> no, you're, you're really fucking that story up. All right, what was that? I just said three girls in a row had hemorrhoids, oh. and I'm an ass man, and yeah. I'm really into it, and that's like the epicenter. 
how did you know they had hemorrhoids? You felt the hemorrhoids? I opened it up and the shit just popped out like a speed bag. Really? Yeah. That's- speed bag I was not about to hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why do so many girls you hook up with have hemorrhoids? Because I love ass so much I get punished. Are I you meeting a chick at like the hemorrhoid fucking doctor or something? Like, what are you doing? I mean, it's because one had like a four inch skin tag hanging from her anus. It was insane. <laughs> it looked like a flag. That's horrible. Well, I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, and I didn't eat any of those, Adam. Oh, but you love eating ass, you said. It's first base for me. <laughs> what? Eating ass is first base. And I'm a germaphobe. Yeah. Like like I say, like I'm such a ger- I've never caught a disease. I'm you know what I mean? Because I'm so paranoid. I really inspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm like like I talk about on stage, I'm a perverted germaphobe, so they always contradict each other. Like I I could date a girl for four years, I won't share the same drink with her, but I'll lick her ass for six hours. You know what I yeah. mean? How do you get girls to let you eat their ass on the first date? They like it. What, like, I mean, like you're hooking up with them and you turn them around and then just put your head in there? I mean, that's got to be uncomfortable, no? I don't always do it on the first. I'm not, I don't do every ass. I'm very picky. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I definitely, what turns me on, if I really love that ass, I want to be a part of it. I want to use it as earmuffs. Are you a big anal guy? Earmuffs? Yeah, just put my face in it and use it as like headphones and just like, you know, listen to her shit. Like, yo, this is my shit, kid. We need him and Hanato on the same fucking podcast. Are uh, you a big ass eater? uh, No. (laughs) Can't say I've ever done that. I only do it with like Asian girls for some reason. I find Asian asses cleaner. It's weird, right? What? I don't like Asian girls at all. I don't find them attractive. You're an idiot. But like I said, I'm into into Latina chicks, but the girl I'm with now, like even my mom's like, this is new, yeah. but where's she from? The rhino. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm she's Latina. What? No, white girl. Ew. <laughs> no, but but um, <laughs> she's gonna be listening, so I'll make sure she knows your name. I didn't Twitter see her, so she can't. Yeah, she can well, tag we'll Jason Andor. At Jason show. Andor. It's at she'll Jason be, Andor. She'll be giving you the death stare at your next comedy <laughs> show, and uh, she'll be here tomorrow. So she'll be on the podcast with me uh, on the next one. Do you guys have crazy sex or what? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Nice. Do you put on like 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 Jason masks and stuff, and like sharpen knives? While I really don't it? have to. This is a Halloween mask. Only if he's gonna lick her ass. So I'll put my a Jason mask, but me, uh, your ass. I actually have a Jason mask tattooed on me. It's funny you say that. Really? Yeah. This dude has an MMA roasted tattoo. He he basically, if you don't know the story, he he listened to all the shows, came to my comedy shows. He's like, man, he's like, I listen to your shows. Your co-hosts never show up. He says, put me on the show. I'm like, well. I don't know. Uh, you know what? You could be our, our intern. And then he's our yeah, intern. after a year and a half of after following you and threatening you on Twitter. Yeah, then I'm finally, I'm like, all right, he's our intern. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. He got an M.A. Roasted tattoo. You seem like you know everything. <laughs> M.A. Roasted tattoo. I don't know everything. I'm 30 and fucking Jewish. I can't know No, everything. but about MMA, you seem very... I artic- try very hard. Yeah. I've been in the sport for 10 years and I've been training for nine. What do you train in, all MMA? I train all MMA. All MMA. Started with jiu-jitsu. Moved to Vegas, trained in extreme couture for three years. With at the time, it was a dynasty. Some of the best coaches, and uh, yeah, just still practice whenever nice. I can. And I knew a lot up to like UFC, like twenty five. I yeah. watched one. I went to that one live with your friend fought GSP. Oh, Dan Hardy fought GSP. Yeah, I was yeah. there live. One eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah UFC one eleven. Yeah, that I was a good one. Because so what's well. his name? What was the final fight? That was um. It was uh, Carlin and Mir. That was a good one. <laughs> I miss Carl, and I was so sad that that his back injury. He said came he wants to come play. back now. He's been saying he wants to come back. You know, I wouldn't. You, you I wouldn't know. if I were him. I mean, he did very, very well. Almost beat Brock. 
with the with the referees from this weekend, that fight would have ended like eight times. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, Derek Brunson, by the way, looked oh, amazing. Uh, he, you know, I like Derek Brunson. He's a nice guy. I feel like, you know, Yoel Romero, who uh, who he lost to, he almost beat Yoel Romero. He, he was he won the first two rounds against Yoel. And now, look, Yoel tested positive. Was Yoel on steroids? Uh, he, you can't say for certain he was, but at the same time, would I be surprised if he was on steroids for those fights? Not at all. Brunson looked amazing. He lost to Jacare. That was his legitimate loss. He says he has three losses. Who was his other loss to? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. So are those two losses? He, he beat Yoel Romero in the "Don't Shit My Pants" uh, yeah, competition. Right. Exactly. So Derek Brunson, I was really happy for him. Really happy for Derek. Came to my show in South Carolina. Super cool guy. Just a nice guy, and it's good to see him doing so well. Because uh, Roland is not an easy guy to fight. Uh, he's a tough, tough dude. He submitted Mark Munoz really quick. He won that 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 weird uh, eight man eight day battleground tournament. Tappy. Uh, and like we said, uh, also Bermudez looked good against Kawajiri. Yes, he did. Uh, I like Dennis Bermudez also. I was at the fight that he lost to um, the guy who won the Ultimate Fighter. What's that? His name? The crazy dude from Brazil. You know what I'm talking about. The Brazilian that that, that submitted him. Uh, Bermudez? Oh, Diego Brandao. Yeah, Brandao. Was at that fight. He was winning that fight before he got caught. Uh, I like Bermudez a lot. And Kawajiri looked like he got huge all of a sudden. I didn't realize he was that huge. He, I think he missed to put on like 20 pounds of mass for that fight. Uh, but he looked great. But Bermudez won that fight. I would like to see Kawajiri versus Diego Sanchez. I think if Diego Sanchez beats it Jim Miller. Happen. Why? Because Cal Jerry's at 145. So Diego fought his last fight at He said he won't be doing 145 anymore. Oh, and maybe they He's both he, And Diego's fighting Jim Miller. At, I know. Uh, if he beats, that's like, I, like I said, if he beats Jim Miller. Um, but Cal Jerry's a tough puzzle. Cal yeah. a very tough puzzle. He fights unorthodox. There was a lot of spinning back fists. Even Bermuda said there's a lot of times in that fight where I didn't really know it was going to happen. You can't really train for a guy like that that's, that fights so unorthodox. I thought it was a great fight, though. I'm a big fan of Bermuda's, too. Super nice guy. And uh, he's a tough out for anybody. He really is. Um, quick, also, Brunson's only other loss was to Kendall Grove. It was a split decision. Oh, right. And that was a very controversial fight as well. Yeah. Cody Nolov uh, looked great. Got really, really quick hands. Uh, he's going to be tough for everybody. Uh, Cody Nolov, I like. He's now 6-0. and uh, I would have liked to have seen the, the fight against... Lineker, John that, that's Lineker. what they're scheduling. But uh, I like Cody Nolov. I hung out with him. He's a real nice guy, very unassuming guy. Uh, we're going to get him back on the podcast soon. Uh, this week, uh, we have Stephen Quadros coming in on Thursday. The Fight Professor will be in studio, as well as Tyler Bell will be back. So uh, what do you got coming up, Jace? Well, I did a bunch of shows here already. I mean, I'm just working on my own thing with Justin Bua. Justin you know Bua. I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't think I was going to do a show tonight. I was going to go by Flappers. You doing a show tonight? At Flappers, yeah. Are you on? Yeah. So I should stop by. Yeah, know. I'm on the Sarah Mello. Is that who you talk to, Sarah? I didn't talk to anyone. I was just yeah. going to stop by. Yeah, yeah. Naeem a- told me to stop by last night, and I think Franz Cassius is on the show. Yeah. And last, so this is what happened last night. I didn't get confirmed for that show last night. Like I'm sitting at home on the couch. We just finished doing a podcast. I'm sitting at home on the couch, and I get a text from Naeem saying, "Yo, where you at, bro? You missed the first show. You're on the list." I'm like, "Huh?" Like I never was confirmed for it. Yeah, I was yeah. asking to do the show forever. So I just sped down there, and I'm a horrible driver. I'm from New York. I don't have a car. You yeah. know what I mean? And I got there and just ran in and went on stage. That's yeah. almost the best way to do it. Really? Yeah, no that way you don't, to think, you don't about think about it. it. Yeah. 
And it was supposed to be 10 minutes, but they came me off for like 18 or something. Nice. And you ripped it hard. Hard. I love that room. Talk on Sundays. <clears throat> Although I usually like the, 10, the 8 o'clock show better than the 10 o'clock. The earlier show I usually like better. Just because I feel like it's more comic friendly. Whereas 10 o'clock becomes a scene. I agree. Sometimes. And also, the hard part about <clears throat> that show is like whenever you have two shows in a night and your first show goes really well. It's almost like it can only go down. It can only go down. And and that's sometimes as hard as a comic because you're so high. And then you're like, especially if you weren't expecting it. And you're like, oh, I'm the greatest comic ever. That's what happened at the Comedy Magic where like the second room last Friday was not as, as hot as the first room. But, you know, it's just I think that's the way. I remember I used to do sometimes like in New York, five shows a night. And the last show would be at the New York Comedy Club, the Latin show. And it would just. You had four great shows. You're in a good four, mood. Yeah. And, and then the last show sleep. you bomb. And of course, that's the show. That, that 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 pisses you off. You know, that's the one that you're thinking about all night. Like, fuck, I could have done better. I'm, yeah, I was saying this girl a while ago that I remember I, we just had a horrible relationship. But I brought up the Bronx BBQ. There was this room up in the Bronx at like a Dallas BBQ. Yeah. 300 black people with a little four by four foot stage in the center. And the mic came from the ceiling. Most people got booed there. You yeah. know what I mean? My record was 17 for 21. I had a really good record. I kept it on my wall. Yeah. So I go up with her. It's my birthday. She rented me a Porsche. I'm like, we should, we're really going to bring a Porsche up to the Bronx in this club. We pull up to the club. There's three other Porsches just like it in front parked. I'm like, oh, I guess every thug has a Porsche. So we pull in. We go in. I get booed. <laughs> I have the worst sit ever. Now I'm arguing with her too before I said, I'm like, we got, I got to fucking redeem myself. Get in the car. And I speed down to Seymour show. Yeah. And he fits me on last at 2 a.m. He's like, just put Jason on. Right when I come on stage, this guy's like, get off. You suck. Before I got in my act, like, fuck you, motherfucker. We just went at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was just like, you know, and then we, we got in an argument. She went home on the train. Uh, I have the Porsche. I'm speeding around like Rocky. Remember when he was depressed yeah. in the movie, like crying with all the music? The worst, the is, when no you, the worst is when you take a girl to a show, you don't have the greatest set, and then they go, they start giving you advice on how your set can be better. Oh, <laughs> uh, that That's annoying. And then, like, what, right away, like, they're like, oh, you're a comic? I love comedy. My favorite comic is XX. It's uh -huh. a comic you hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to <laughs> and, me and now, on the ships all the time. And now I don't even want to go out with the person. Like, right. I don't even like you anymore. I haven't even met you yet uh, right. off Tinder or Bumble, but you've told me who your favorite comic is, and now I, and now I don't like you. Not only do you hate him, you always felt like you were funnier than that person. That person just hit. Yeah. And they ask you if you know him, and you're angry that you, because you hate this person, it's a girl you're trying to flirt with. But then you're just like angry or just thinking like when you say, yeah, I know him. She's like, yeah, right. You know him. Yeah, I know that. Or they're like, or like they'll ask you. I remember with Chelsea Handler, like every girl would be like, I'm just like Chelsea. I'm just like, and like, ugh. there, there was some, some annoying things about people. But people don't realize like, today at, like, the, at the dentist, I'm the dentist today. They got my mouth guard because I grind my teeth to the point where like my, I hate my teeth. That's why I never smile in my pictures, by the way. Because I hate my teeth. And uh, so I, I was going to the dentist this morning, and, and I have the most annoying dentist in the world who wants to tell me jokes all the time. Like, hey, you could use this for your act. And there's always some racist joke. That, right, like, I could use this joke for, for my act that you got from a book. Thanks. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, Jimmy Fallon was in town last week. Maybe you could try to get on that. I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> Just fuck, give me my fucking mouth guard and let me get out of here. I, I don't want to hear your fucking about Jimmy Fallon. Uh, okay, Mr. Dentist, thank you. Oh, really? He was in town? Fuck, I missed him. Like, Jesus Christ. I, sh I, I didn't know. I should have just walked right in. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I get that one. That's annoying. I, yeah. I was at this Brazilian girl I was dating. She invited me to a party with her ex-husband. He's there. I don't know anyone there. He's cracking book jokes. Ugh. 
for an hour having his friends laughing. I'm just quiet, disgusted, right? And then she comes in front of everyone and she goes, I thought you were the comedian. Oh, all the time. Or they go, oh, you're a comedian? He's funny. Or, oh, they go, no, that's funny. Like everything else you said wasn't funny. Now that's funny. Right. People tell it to me all the time on Twitter. Now that's funny. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> or, or I'll do a joke and someone will write meh or eh or keep trying. And I'll look at you and I'm like, you have... 50 followers and I have 61,000 you fuck okay <laughs> but I'm not even gonna fucking I'm not even gonna what am I gonna say oh you didn't like that one how about the 22,000 fucking jokes I wrote you like leave me alone who the fuck made you the fucking the joke fucking judge on Twitter right I, I, I can't stand people I there are so many people you're up to 67,000 like now 61,000 MMA good, roasted yeah which my only Adam by the way me. yes Adam started comedy after me but I, one of the comics I fully respect his hard working game no one works harder than Adam thank you Adam in New York City was doing open mics hustling handing out flyers came to LA did the same shit he does everything for himself pretty much I mean Adam's really impressed me thank you you're welcome <laughs> thanks man Jason well you're one of the funniest people I know Jason thanks the, man the funniest Adam has nice teeth too he's not <laughs> as bad as he thinks <laughs> <laughs> Although, although I got to say a couple times, like, uh, we met girls at stand up New York that I used to remember. I took home that dancer, the girl from Australia. Oh yeah. You yeah, always yeah, yeah. knew my type. You always be like, yo, you should take her home. She's not my type, but you should take her home. <laughs> like you always gave me that. You fuck. Like, well, yeah. She's your type. Take her away. I don't want you to take the one that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember one time that I banged this Australian chick and she was like, that's all you got. I was like, oh, we're fucking going in for round two, motherfucker. Like, I'm going to the store. And uh, yeah, the other, a couple a couple months ago, I got a blow, like, morning blowjobs, by the way, are great. Everyone wants a morning blowjob. Who doesn't like morning blowjobs? However. Afternoon's pretty good, too. One time, uh, I got a blowjob, and I couldn't tell if I was going to come or pee. You ever get that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and I, and because you don't want to. It's pretty pick, hard to pee at that point, though. So you don't want to pick wrong. Gonna come. But you don't want to pick wrong. Where like you pee in a girl's mouth unless she's into that. But that can be a really awkward. Like, oh my god, am I gonna come? Am I gonna pee? Am I gonna come? Am I gonna pee? And then you take a shit. You're like, what the fuck just happened there? <laughs> So, 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 I remember one time you told me the girl's vagina smelled so bad you ate her asshole. No, no, no. Her, her <laughs> vagina smelled so bad that I put my hand over it while I licked her asshole. <laughs> so, there was this girl. Like, so anyway, so I'm like, I have to go pee. Which is, you ever try to pee with a boner? It's the, you have to fucking stand you upside stand down. You gotta stand 20 feet away from the toilet with your, on tippy toes like a dog taking a shit. You ever see like a dog? Yeah. And you gotta walk it in. Uh, you, you it's like you're walking you a tightrope. Uh, yeah, you got to arch it. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah. And you do well for the beginning, but that ending, uh, that's the hardest one right there. Yeah, it's not easy. It always sprinkles all over the fucking place. CB, any, anything to contribute to this? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> what about you? you ever take a shit and you got a hard on? You're like, why am I have a hard on while my You've had anus that? is opening? Yeah, I'm like, this is really... Oh, I, I hate... I've done that before. And then you're like, your dick then touches the toilet. Then you gotta, oh, my God. And then you got to take a shower. You're just like, who took a shit before this? Did they have herpes? At the moment, did they yeah. clean the toilet? Oh, you know what I mean? That's the worst. That's the worst. Have you ever slept with a girl with herpes? Yes. You but have? Check this out. Yes. One time. And right before, <laughs> right before we had sex, she said, by the way, I have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She said, we need to talk about diseases. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> we need to talk about diseases? I said, what? I said, hopefully she just has AIDS. You know what I mean? Because I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so scared of herpes. So she's like, um... <laughs> 
She's like, yeah, I have herpes, so it's your choice if you want to use a condom or not. I'm like, I thought you meant you could tell me because it was my choice if I want to have sex or not. Yeah. I'm obviously, I'm using a fucking condom. Yeah. I only went halfway in. You're putting a raincoat I, I went halfway in. Yeah. She said she hasn't had an outbreak in seven years. She did, had a husband for seven years, never used a condom, never caught it. Whatever. That doesn't mean anything to me. I went halfway in, so even the fluids wouldn't even reach the bottom. Right. Because to me, a condom is like, doesn't protect everything. It's like having a little umbrella in a hurricane. Right. Like something's going to get wet and destroyed. Yeah. And I just finished like that, got through it. That was, you know. That's got to be terrible sex, though. That was though. 12, 15 years ago. That's got to be terrible sex, though. Um, It wasn't that good, but it it worked. It worked. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I was so horny that it was sensitive enough with the head. One of the worst stories <laughs> that ever happened to me sexually was this girl went down on me. Yeah. And all of a sudden I feel, ow, what the fuck was that? You know, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm thinking teeth. Yeah. But I've felt teeth before. That didn't feel like teeth unless she, she had gold she had a in her mouth. Shit. No, she didn't have a hammer in her mouth. She goes, Oh, I think after my, by the way, the bottom of my dick, fully bleeding all yeah. over the place. Piece of skin ripped off. I'm freaking out. She's like, um, I think I know what happened. I'm like, what? She's like, my braces are loose in the back. And I got faint. Yeah. And I almost passed out. I didn't go to the hospital. It was too embarrassing. Like, I felt like I needed stitches. Yeah. But it healed pretty nicely after like two. It took two months, dude. Wow. Yeah. You could look really carefully. You yeah. know what I mean? I like to talk about to girls I, they want to look at and then I have them looking at it really carefully. So my penis is nice looking, you know? Yeah. It's not that big. It's decent size. Well, you said that you peaked out when you were 10, right? Yes. I had a, um, I had a big dick when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was 10, it was crazy. And it stopped growing at like 10 and a half. But it's still decent now. That's how big it was at 10. It was like embarrassing big. Yeah. I remember, I told you, right? All the kids at the sleepaway camp yeah. had a penis contest. And I don't mean to brag, you know, I, I, was, you a cha- I was a champion. Probably, you know, because I was the only counselor who entered it. But whatever, you know what I mean? All right, now we're doing material. I remember, in- I remember I went to sleepaway camp. I'm not even kidding, right? I went to the sleepaway camp, Camp Delaware. And it was a normal, pretty normal camp. You know, it was, it was fun. Like, like, everyone had a good time. The last day of camp, these counselors were going around grabbing each other's dicks in front of all the kids. They do the gayest shit at camp. Like, no, but like, not even like, not, but like holding on, like jerking each other off in front of all the kids. Like, like one had a boner, like these three counselors were like, and the kids were like, ah, and yelling and screaming and running from like bunk to bunk because these counselors were <laughs> They chasing. do the craziest shit. I was shit. like, what the fuck? Summer before sixth grade, my mom sent me to an all black summer camp. Yeah. Like seriously, like the only other white kid there was my black friend, Brian. <laughs> And um, this counselor made a kid fuck a tree because he did a curse or something. Tie him the tree and fuck it in his underwear while people watched. Fuck and the he tree. got away with this. This is what happens in the 80s. I had counselors beat the shit out of me. Like, I used to be a wise ass. I remember a counselor. I mean, I was 11. This guy must have been 24. And he came over and just pounded me. Like, beat the living shit out of me for like 30 minutes. Uh, I, I mean, I was black and blue everywhere and like this was totally 30 minutes what kind of fucking weak puncher is this I, mean, I, punch I, and you didn't tap? I was i was i was i kept talking shit I when was, i was 13 i fucked up my 17 year old counselor we got an argument yo i had the best headlock you know which you don't use in mma you know whatever you can i guess Are we talking but, fighting headlock or dick headlock i'm talking <laughs> i'm talking third grade bullshit headlock thrown to the ground like fucking militich yeah. newton you can't finish yeah, him really like that good. You know what I mean? And uh, his name was actually Tishman. And I think he was a grandkid of Tishman, like a construction. Yeah. I yoked him for like five minutes until he gave up. It was very embarrassing for him. The counselor. So what happened? You got in trouble for being the counselor? Not at all. 
Huh. You didn't like me too much after that. By the way, uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, you could uh, go to Decipher. It's a company created to help you optimize your life. Look, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle from design to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Fighters, Decipher recently has raised the bar for management and professional sports. Their firm represents fighters, assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need taken care of while training for your next fight. I'm telling you guys. Not only do they provide next-level comprehensive management and support, they allow you to keep more money than any other agent or manager out there while offering one-on-one mental coaching keep you primed for success. So, uh, also, tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid, okay? It's bullshit, and we can make a difference. We can give fighters money, okay? Fighter makes you big money, okay? You win some money on the fighter, throw them 20 bucks, 100 bucks, $200. You're a comic, Jason. How good does it feel afterwards? People just tip you? Happens to me all the time. It feels really good, man. It, me too, man. I'm telling you. I have extra money in my pocket. I'm like, hell yeah. Now I can do this or that. So, tipafighter.com at tipafighter.com. Bubba Jenkins is fighting in two weeks. Okay? So, make sure you tip that guy. Uh, big fight this weekend. Anderson Silva versus Michael Bisbing on Fight Pass. Can't wait for this fight. I really hope Bisbing wins. I like Bisbing a lot. He's cool as shit. He's a nice guy. I used to roast the shit out of him. And then I became friends. It's harder to roast people now. First of all, it's... Guys, if you have a great joke, I appreciate you tagging me, and I will retweet your, your jokes, okay, if I like them. If I, if I don't like them as much, I'll favorite them, uh, but if I love them, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet them. Uh, however, sometimes it's hard because, like, for example, Cowboy vs. Cowboy, I would have made a Brokeback Mountain joke, but I got five of them sent to me. And now, if I, re- if I write that joke, people go, you stole my fucking joke. <laughs> it's annoying for me. That's hard sometimes, because I'm like, oh, I, would've, I probably would have made that joke. People, people tweet at me, like, a, a week earlier. So that, and then if I tweet it out during the fight, they go, you took my joke. That, and then also it's hard to make fun of people if I really like them, or if, like, you know... If when people lose or like when Dada went to the hospital I'm like fuck now I feel bad for all the jokes I made about him so yeah it is tough it is tough if people lose I don't make fun of them usually unless they lose in a fashion where you know it's kind of funny or they didn't get hurt or something you know or they would have liked it uh, so Bisbing versus Anderson Silva uh, I think you know if you would have asked me this five years ago I would have said Anderson wins pretty easily uh, or wins pretty, you know, but now Bisping's been looking tough, looking good. And Anderson, you know, he beat Nick Diaz, but Nick Diaz was a blown up 170 pounder. Um, and, uh, you know, he, against Weidman, he looked terrible, both fights. Weidman, you know, so who has he really, has he looked good in three years? He's coming off terrible leg surgery. His last fight, he got busted for steroids. I know it was Viagra from Thai chicks, but it was fucking steroids. Uh, I'm picking Bisping in this fight. CB. I got Anderson. I know Bisping's never lost in the UK, and that's his big claim to fame right now. And uh, they're fighting in his backyard. But Anderson was looking good from the videos I've seen. Uh, Spent a little time with him a couple weeks ago, or last weekend. Um just flew out yesterday, actually, which is unusual. I expected him to go out a little earlier to kind of adjust. Um, but Anderson seems determined. He seems very determined. He's motivated. I think he comes back and surprises a lot of people. That's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. He said he wants the belt back. That's a little bit of a stretch for him in his career at this point. I think get the win. 
there's a lot of trash talk between two of them, which is always fun well, because uh, it seems like it's one sided. I mean, Bisbee it, seems definitely like he's, he's making all these boner jokes, like, "Hey, man, you're the hardest support I've ever fought, and uh, you oh, are a stiff competition, yeah. and uh, please don't get erect or our fight." Like, I'm very excited to fight you. It's really, really funny. Uh, so, uh, so this fight. So, Jason, who do you like? Oh man, um, I'm just gonna bet on Silva. Why? Just because I feel it. I just think he's going to win. Do you know who Bisping is? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've seen him fight. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him fight a few times. I just think Silva's more magical. I think, I mean, I don't know, you know, after that whole leg situation. Yeah. But he, I think, you know, he came back. He won. So I think maybe he's... By the way, your Jason's favorite fighter is Tank Abbott. I don't yes. think you've had one conversation <laughs> about fighting that hasn't included Tank Abbott. Definitely my favorite fighter. Why is that? Um, the most entertaining. I mean, he he was just. Uh, I'm, now wait, am I saying he's the best fighter? No, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, but my favorite. You know what it was? Because like the guy, my friend that I talk about. Yeah. I just he proved to me that some crazy street character. Yeah. Could come in and still fuck people up if the if the timing's right, whatever. You know. But Tank also people don't know he was a good wrestler. He right. actually had a wrestling background. And my friend was a real a good boxer, probably yeah. boxing level of his wrestling. Yeah, you actually do. You can't just become a like. You actually need some type of background. I mean, like like for example, Dada had you know he, on the street, he probably beats a lot of guys. He does. Uh, he did. Yeah. I mean, but when it comes to actual real fighting, he had no. Did he background. have any training? Did he ever hit a heavy bag? Uh, he was benching the, the bar in his training. He is I, a heavy bag. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I like that. I mean, did you see him hit mitts in the open workout? It was. It was terrible. It was three punches in. It looked like. But he did like, better in his fight than he did against mitts. Like he did better against Kimbo than the mitts. Shouldn't it be the other way around? (laughs) (laughs) I told you, bring that sledgehammer in or fucking. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. They looked like just a big, drunk, lesbian couple fighting. (laughs) It looked like, you know what it looked like? If you're from the South, you got two drunk uncles that get, uh, get a little into it at a family reunion. And I'm stealing this joke from Twitter, but I don't care. Um, and they just start going at it and you're all standing there like, should we break it up? And you're like, no, because they're probably just going to f- both fall on their face after like five yeah, like, minutes. Yeah, that's what I said earlier, remember? Yeah. Like the, the, the drunk fight, you don't really feel like they're going to hurt each other. Yeah, yeah you know you're not really like, we got to break this up. Plus the fact... Dude, if they fought every week, though, I would watch it every week. Like if they uh, put that on every week. What if Kimbo shaved and didn't even have a mouth or chin? How weird would that be? <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, if they fought every week. So Bellator, look, Scott Coker, like I think you probably got ratings. But let's put on, I mean, even if you put Butterbean in there, it's a better fight. Because uh, Butterbean actually has had fights before. You can't put guys that are 2-0. Uh, you know, it, the guys that he fought were 1-10 and 0-6. And, oh and, and the 1-10, and 10, he only won one because the guy landed an illegal knee. So you can't fight guys who are a combined 0-17 and, and put them into Spike TV on a co-made event. Right. You, you can't do that. I'm glad they don't do it every week. If you look at the next four cards for Bellator, all very strong cards. Who's who's this week? Uh, this week is actually um, Eduardo Dantes and uh, Marcos Galval for the title. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great fight. I'm very excited for that one. And then the following week, Bubba. you got Bubba on there. Um, Joe Warren. You got the Joe Warren Darion Caldwell, and I think the one after that is um, the Ben Henderson card. Oh wow! Which I haven't. I don't. I haven't looked thoroughly at the at the rest of the card under that, 
But Ben Henderson is going to move the needle. He's going to move the needle. Does he move He's, your needle? Shut up. <laughs> Does he move your needle? He's. I'm a big Ben Henderson fan. If you had to sleep with one male fighter, would you oh like? Okay. God, all right. Let's say you got. I'm still fine. going with Tank Abbott. You know right. what? I'll no. answer it because of the jokes you've made, Gabby Garcia. Oh come <laughs> on! Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. So no. And let, let's it, say I gave you five million dollars. Right? Would you blow a fighter for five million dollars? Don't you think for $5 million, they could get somebody better to blow no, them no, than no. me? No, no, no. Just you. Would you, Jason? What's the question again? For $5 million, would you blow a UFC fighter? For five or mil? A male yeah. fighter. A male Look, fighter. the only way I'm blowing anyone for money is if it's a permanent secret. Because I'm not driving my fucking Rolls Royce with everyone know I suck dick <laughs> well, for Well, that's it. the thing. You buy this giant house and they're like, wait a second. All right. How'd a, you pull that off? Right. Oh, I'm sucking dick now. It was yeah. a total. All right. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was all right, a total secret, right? A total we, secret? $5 million. 500000 Really? With a condom. <laughs> no, with a condom. And I'm just doing the first half, like all I right. said earlier. Do you all have right. to take a shot in the mouth? Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No condom for a million, for five million. Are we getting tested first? Yeah, tested first. I'm more we worried sh- about the disease than the penis. All right, tested first. Tested the first, guy yeah. the girl no condom. Yes. For how much? Five million. And a secret? And a secret. Probably not, man. I can't... I can't, I'd fuck a dude for that much, but I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't do the blowjob. I can't have the dick in the mouth. I wouldn't even make out with a guy for five million. Really? No, to me, making out's the gayest shit ever. For five look at, million, that love look in the eyes, it. making out. Even for like an Oscar movie. I feel like a lot of prisoners that end up fucking dudes. They're just fucking. They're not making out with them. All right, for for like, uh, let's say you're up for a movie and uh, with Brad Pitt, you're up for an Oscar or change your whole career. But you have to make out with Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, yeah. That you would do. Sure. But you wouldn't do it for five million. Brad's good looking, man. He's a good looking dude. <laughs> Welcome to the, the MMA Roasted Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Would you, for $5 million, blow a, a male fighter? No. That was Ten too mil- long of a pause. <laughs> <laughs> I pray, all right, look, I'm going to answer this, and I pray to God my mother never listens to this podcast. You blow every free? No. Oh. Have you seen my bank account? <laughs> yeah, no, I have not. Do you know what I, like, no, do you know what you, my no. life is? No. I, I don't need to blow a guy for $5 million. You Let's have put $5 million in the way. bank? I'm not saying I got five million in the bank, but I'm saying I don't need to fucking discuss blowing a dude for five million. But there was a pause. <laughs> All right, our producer, <laughs> our producer, would you blow a guy for five million dollars? Oh, the secret thing would have to. All right, the secret, yes. Of course, the secret is five million dollars can change your life. Yes. Right? Soaking a cock in your mouth. <laughs> 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 all right that's our podcast listen people uh i want to thank our sponsors listen decipher di hyphen cypher say you want to blow a dude not sure all right call decipher they will let you know uh what the thing to do with so i've been saying it for weeks decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier call them 1-888-731-COACH 1-888-731-2622 as well as tip a fighter fighters are underpaid you got to get them paid more Okay, we could all do it. Tip a fighter. Fighters, sign up, okay? You want the money to go to yourself, money to go to charity, you can go anywhere you want, okay? The, the deal is, uh, Baba Jenkins and his partner decided that fighters were not getting paid enough, and this is a short-term solution to a much bigger problem. So, also, um, next Thursday, uh, the 3rd, I will be at the Stratosphere in Vegas, the week of the Conor McGregor fight. I'm trying to get tickets for the fight, okay? Uh, however, um, you can come see me, do comedy, and I'll let you in for free. If you, if you email me uh, or hit me up on DM or whatever on Twitter, 
or Instagram or Facebook. I'll hook you up with tickets. Uh, there's only 150 seats, so they're going to go by pretty soon. Tip of Fighter. Also, I have a new show in L.A. If you're in L.A. every Tuesday night at the Dime Bar on Fairfax. Dime Bar on Fairfax every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Great lineup. We just went there last night. Yes. Yeah, there's a party right after the... Uh, oh, really? Talk Sunday. Yeah, I went there with Naeem and all of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, Deion Sanders, um, Deion Cole. Yeah, yeah. And um, Franz, all of them. Anyway. Yeah, so Dime Bar great every, spot. every Tuesday night. I'm actually going to get a stage right now. I'm going to Home Depot right now. No, that's a nice spot. To build a stage. Uh, Perfect for comedy. Or at least have a Mexican build a stage or something. Listen, so uh, where are you going to be, Jason? When? Anywhere. <laughs> My life, my future is not very unpredictable at the moment, but I'm going back to New York in three days. So I'm going to be back and then I'm going. So Where can people find you? <laughs> Here we <laughs> On go. On Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> At Jason Andors. Last name and or S. That's how you spell it. Okay. J-A-S-O-N-A-N-D-O-R-S. CB Gold. Uh... You can find you at CB the Grenade on Twitter, Instagram. Twitter and Instagram, you can find me. You can find him blowing dudes behind. No, kidding. Listen, so I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, fucker. Don't give me that I'm trying look. to figure out who the first real victim of my fucking murderous rampage is going to be. <laughs> Greg Wilson and Adam Hunter are the top two right now. But we'll see what happens. I didn't earn anything with the pause, Joe. <laughs> no, you're, right. you're not. A, you're no, these guys are fucking ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> CB Gold, uh, have a great week, man. You're a great dude. Thanks for being part. Thank you, Sideshow Network, uh, for having us on your network. Take care. Bye-bye.